Hey everyone, this is Cobra Page from Cobra and the Lotus, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. Cobra, thank you so much for taking the time to come back with me today on Interview Under Fire. Uh, welcome back to the show. First off, you know, I'm going to ask the obvious. How are you? How have things been for you and your band as of late? And how long have you guys been on lockdown? Uh, so we've been on lockdown for, I guess, almost two months now. Yeah. And um, I'm doing really well. Um, I have some health things to get through, so I'm uh, taking the necessary steps that I can do on my own uh, right now to heal those things. I'm actually on day five of a, of a water fast right now, okay. and um, that's kind of crazy, but it's to promote autophagy of cells that aren't working properly in my body anymore, um, and from there, I'm going to after day seven or 10, depends how I feel. I'm going to follow my intuition. I'm going to go right into the autoimmune diet again and okay. try and stay pretty strict there for an, a month until I reintroduce some things. Uh, yeah. In terms of like the band, um, it's been interesting. You know, I had a, like a lot of financial loss after the last launch and after that last tour we did um the tour was amazing but because it was a very special tour um it was sebastian bach and it was an anniversary you know for the skid row album 30th anniversary uh that meant that you know the merch were the merch was more expensive for him and things were just heightened he did a lot of meet and greets and stuff um which is awesome as he should, but it meant that our merch sales really were not projected properly. So I projected on the safe side, but it just like sold a fraction of what was needed to really, um, you know, account for a lot of the debt. So that led me to not choose to accept any tours this year. Um, he actually asked us to tour with him in 2020. Uh, and now all the tours have been canceled, as everyone knows. And I just, in this really bizarre way, that was such a blessing because I don't know how I would have recouped. It just would have put me in a really, like a even tougher spot than I already was in after last yeah. year. So I'm feeling really blessed that way. I see what other bands are going through. There's a lot of things that you can't get back, such as flight costs and um, paying for a tour bus. You usually have a tough time uh, getting that money back. And that's a big chunk of your money. So, um, I felt like, thank God, like I, I felt really lucky and just really sad also to see what was taking place. Um, yeah, we have three festivals that are planned. We haven't heard from those festivals yet, what they're doing. Um, I do know Belgium is not allowed to have things like massive gatherings such as festivals at least until the end of August now. Germany right. is like going far beyond October now even. So um, I know they're not allowed, but they haven't said anything to us as artists yet. So we're just preparing or I'm just preparing for what is the best plan. I did already purchase all of our plane tickets for the band and the crew. And if you move that in, a, in another year, it really... Um, it's interesting. Like there's just stuff that happens behind the scenes that other people would never think about. So for me, I had to make a day out of writing on sheets of paper. What are the benefits and what are the costs of this? Because yeah. when I look at it, you know, if we move it in a year, I don't know which festivals will piggyback each other. Um, so we're looking at more flights. There will be more rehearsal time it just became it's it's looking pretty dismal it's looking like i don't know how we're how i can pull that off so um you know but at the same time i'm just embracing this time i am not the healthiest creature right now as you know because you're on my patreon and i am really using the time well to reflect on how that happened uh because it's happened a few times and i don't want to ever go there again so it's just 
it's been a really beautiful time despite all the crisis and devastation. I, I feel like the world that is in isolation does also have this um, amazing gift of time to really reflect and become clear on their life and where they're aligned and not aligned and where they can, you know, push through some of um, maybe even their fears, plan what they want to do in the future. And I've been using the time that way. So I feel also really um, grateful for this space and time to rest and think. Yeah, you know, on, I wanted to follow up on that because it's a challenging time for artists, but even though it's a way to, you know, like myself, I'm discovering myself like, um, you know, um, as a person, you know, as, you know, as uh, yeah. what I do in my profession, you know, I know you're doing the same thing, but a lot of these artists, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. Like they've, they've actually done like live, you know, streaming as far as like doing shows and like on Twitch, like even, even just like just trying to get something to keep, keep the fans like engaged. But I wanted to ask you because as an artist perspective, do you think the quarantine induced like live streaming surge is like going to affect like the touring musician business going forward because if they're making if this is like something new that's happening not 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 like a pandemic yeah. pandemic has happened before but as far as like where we are in the digital age like i mean you had bands like code orange and insomnium do like live shows you know like a mm -hmm. full on live show and absolutely I, I, you know i don't know if like it, do you think that's going to change things for someone like yourself going forward i actually my belief it's one opinion but my belief is it's actually going to reinforce a connection between people that support these projects and these artists even more than they had in the past because there's there's so much gratitude for the artists that are stepping up and um you know sharing their art just also a lot of it's done out of goodwill just to give something to the world to entertain them you know yeah. And uh, I think that that is really going to carry forward in a positive way. Um, I could see the support being even stronger afterwards. And also I think that because we're cooped up, that it's just going to be this um, explosive period of uh, appreciation for the arts once this is done, because people just want to be out there. They'll miss the shows. They'll miss the concerts. They'll miss theater. Um, and hopefully it will last longer than a short pocket but at least for like the first little while i think it's actually going to be just uh people are like oh my god this is awesome you know we're yeah. back we get to do this we get to have the experiences we love and yeah so i think it's um it's actually going to be positive and then there's also i think it'll be positive too and then i've 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 spoke to some artists who who don't know like what it's going to be cuz it could also mm -hmm. I've heard some things where it, the market could be like oversaturated with all this like new material mm. that bands are putting out. And that's just going to like, like all these venues, like what are they going to do? You know, all these, right. all these bands are going to be booking things out and yeah, it's just the uncertainty that, you know, I, for someone like me, it's just the uncertainty, you know, I don't know what's going to happen yeah. six months from now. They said initially six months. Now it's looking, the prognosis, the prognosis looks like a lot longer than that. And yeah, I know. It's very uncertain. It's such a crazy yeah. uncertain time for the world. And I never thought about that perspective. That for sure is something that probably will be difficult to navigate, you know, with yeah. everyone getting back out there and also the releases. I never thought about that. Um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, the whole world is going to have to adjust and change to a degree. And yeah. um, I also do believe that uh, some, this is very sad, but I just, uh, think that some art also maybe won't survive, you know, like through the end of this, um, the way that it was going before. I think that this is going to be hard on some projects. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we're resilient. We have to figure out a new direction, just like a river that gets blocked, finds its way through other uh, paths on the earth. I think it's going to be like that. It's going to be it's the greatest time of all for reinvention. That's for sure. And being resourceful as hell. <laughs> as far as being resourceful, are you still able to like keep your, like wherever you're at, are you still able to keep, are you still able to like keep your voice intact with like no gigs happening? Are you able to have like, do you practice your vocals? Like just when you're mm -hmm. alone or. You know what? 
I have for my whole life practiced my vocals and always kept on improving um, my skills, my control, everything, and uh, believe that you can always learn more and stuff. And for the first time in my life, after the last tour, um, I went to Israel. I did a recording for a video game, which was just awesome. Uh, and it's uh, of Bird and Cage, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm That's so really cool. stoked for that. Just because the concept is something like I've never seen anyone do this with a video game. And it was just like such a freaking cool experience. But I haven't sang since then. So, um, which is very not normal for me. But I really think... Um, it comes down to the fact that I was like emotionally, psychologically, physically tapped after the last push. Like the, I was really, uh, I was really dying of fatigue in the studio with those guys. And I felt so bad cause I wanted to be energized and stuff. But, um, I have like mono that also comes back quite often because, uh, my body has this infection, you know, that it's fighting. So I was back in the throes of having Epstein-Barr. It's actually a form of the mono family. Um, and I was feeling it heavy, like right up until actually two weeks ago, I was just so, uh, tired. Have you ever had mono? Yeah. A long time ago, long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not something you should get re- in a reoccurring case, but oh. it, it is because my immune system's just not that great. So, um, I, uh, I kind of just, uh, I lost my whole like inspiration and everything and I just needed a break. So I've taken a break. Um, and I haven't really been singing. And then, um, about two weeks ago, actually, when I was starting to feel a bit better, uh, there was a Danish band that asked me for some guest work on one of their songs. Um, and it's a project that Jacob Hansen's doing, which I'm a big fan of Jacob. We've worked with Jacob. Yeah. And uh, that was the first time I sang, you know, since the studio and it felt really good. So I think now I'm ready to start easing my way, but I uh, really have to just listen to my body right now and just I'm not going to do anything I don't feel inspired to do, you know, right now. Um, I wish that there was a way that we could. Well, I, I see all these artists doing all this music for people. And it's something that I would have been so interested in the past. But right now I'm just so focused in on um, getting my own path in order that it's just not it's just not the right. It's ironic. It's not the right timing for me. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like a for lack of a better term, like a blessing in disguise, because it's actually giving you time for yourself to, you know, a better yourself health wise, mentally, you know, I wanted to, yeah. So you, you got to do what you got to do as an artist. So at last time, you know, since last time we spoke, you know, I feel like a lot has happened since the last time we spoke and you guys got nominated for a Juno award. So I've, I'm so (laughs) stoked about that. Unfortunately, you guys, unfortunately you guys weren't able to go to the award show. You know, it was just with everything that's been happening, you know, aside from that, you know, uh, I know you were talking about the playlist project. You started a Patreon, talking about yeah. writing a book and recording a multi-genre album. I know that's a lot I'm putting in, in a little bubble <laughs> for you, but, you know. No, it's as, okay, you though. Know, but see, as far as, like, you know, you see all these musicians, you know, doing these live gigs and, like, tuning in and, like, interacting with fans and whatnot, you're, you're still doing what your, you know, what your plan is. Like, look at the things I just listed off. You know, I think that that's a lot of thing to take off from. Um, why, uh, what made you want to start a Patreon? Like what motivated you to start something like that? And then branch up into writing a book and then an album, um, podcast. Like it's yeah, a lot of things. So uh, the first thing that happened was definitely the album. I started that two years ago in Nashville, 2018. Yeah. And um that was because I really needed to express music in another form that I think has always been in myself. And it's especially been just rising to the surface as uh, I've gotten older. And um, I just was dying to do something with folkier instruments and just have something different, you know, than what I have been doing because Coburn and Lotus, it's, it's been my priority and commitment since I was almost 17. I started at 17, the preliminary, you know, start of the band. And, um, and then I had a couple of years of university and then I dropped out and it was just full steam ahead for that band. So I've done it. 
full steam until 31 and given everything into it. And I just thought, you know, there's other pieces that really need to be expressed. I'm also entering my early thirties. I know a lot more about who I am and I need to honor those things. Even if it disappoints people, you have to make sure that you live your own life and that you live for yourself. Otherwise, I don't think we can even come close to the best versions of ourselves. So I just started, yeah, doing that work in Nashville. Um, I'd had a quite a like, a, 2017 was full of life lessons that I felt like kicked me in the head. <laughs> you know, like there were some really crazy things that happened on tour, um, you know, right down to like, uh, I had hired this tour manager that um, one of the um, sound boards, it, it, it like blew a fuse because the headlining band had not shut their equipment off and the oh house my. guy turned that one on, then turned music on and it, it busts their monitors. And it was something that it was just like one of those out of control, like, how would any of us been able to change what just happened? And there's insurance in big venues. They also have backup monitors. And instead of going for the insurance, they went for a money grab. And they basically told me, you pay 8,000 euros to us up front right now, which, you know, without even looking into insurance, looking into the cost of what those old speakers cost, looking at the policy, everything was really sideways. And they said, you pay 8,000 euros or we're going to take your sound guy into uh, custody because he's um, oh from another country and we're going to have him arrested and we're going to detain him until you give us money. It was a really like dirty ultimatum. And this is like one of the things that happened that year, but it just piled on top of each other. And I didn't know what to do at that time because I didn't even have that kind of money in my account. And uh, I also didn't have a credit card that had an 8,000 euro limit at that point. Like I, I just freaked out and I didn't know what to do. And I, and um, I told the tour manager, like, don't do anything. I'm going to call for advice because I need to know legally what is legal and not legal here. And I, we can't sign anything because I just don't believe that this is uh, this is a fair or or um, clean situation at all. And he went and he signed a paper on behalf of me, which was the complete opposite of why I was paying him so much. You're supposed to be there to protect your artists. And it was just, you know, there were a bunch of doozies that year. And so I just felt like a wreck after that year had happened because so many things had happened. You know, just some years are just packed with more shit than others. It was one yeah. of those years. So after that, I just felt like, what do I do? Like, I don't want anything to do with anything anymore. I just wanted to escape. I wanted to like curl up under a rock and just die, you know? <laughs> and so I went to Nashville. I went to Nashville and I started uh, working on this solo album just with completely different people in this corner of the industry I had never seen yet. And I had a really warm, welcoming, beautiful experience that just started to rejuvenate me. And we started playing around with the 12 string acoustic, the dobro, mandolin, tambourine. Um, there's rock in it too, but it's nice. definitely folky. And it was just really cool. And uh, yeah, I wrote some music with Lizzie and Joe from Hailstorm. Awesome. And we kept it in that vein. You know, it was just a beautiful experience. Um, so yeah, that was the first thing that came and I would really like to finish that. I didn't work on it um, after that experience because then the next album came for Cobra and the Lotus. And that I was around the time of the double album, wasn't it? Uh, that was the time of the release of the second one. Right, right. And then I started to plan the third launch because really wanted to integrate um new people in the band give them the opportunity to be part of the music and also push our music into the area we were trying to go which was inclusive of heavy rock which we were trying to include and prevail and prevail to um so everything got put on hold hold because everything of course everything 
went yeah. into the next launch. So now that that has stopped, you know, that's, that's become one of my focuses. And I saw one of the girls, um, or the women, not a girl, but, um, this amazing artist, uh, in a band called Ignea, she had a, started a Patreon to raise money for, um, her, um, band's new album that was going to come. And, uh, I thought it was interesting. And at first I was very unsure of if I should do it or not, just because I've always had an internal battle of um, justice, like what's fair, what 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 sh what is taking something and what is, and I was like, you know, just seeing what she was doing and I was thinking like, no, she, you know, she's giving um, certain experiences um, and people are choosing to share in her experience. And so I just decided during this quarantine, I was just like, let's make this uh, like one tier only. That way it's more aligned with me. It's $5. People can choose to put more, but it's $5, you know, and it's a donation. People don't have to participate. They can participate if they want to or not. And uh, if it's people that are mostly coming for Coven the Lotus, I have private memoirs that I can share. That's what I can offer that is special, mostly during this time, obviously. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I can also, and then for the people that do want to just support me as an artist, which I think you're one of those people, it's just, uh, uh, seeing what I'm doing in my progress and putting things out, sharing things that are going to come and, you know, what's happened and just being honest about it. And, um, so that's how that started. And it's interesting. I've gone back and forth in my head about like, have I made the right decision or not? I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting. I'm not sure how long I'll have a Patreon, but I think, I think it it's a, a, I think it's a great idea. Um, uh, because it, it, it gives, it gives fans access. It's like, yeah, we can't attend conscious, but at least we'd see what the artist is doing, you know, during this crazy time. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, there was always the live shows and everything like that, you know, like I said before, but, a yeah. Patreon is a is a great way to come about to, um, how do I say it? to illustrate what you're doing, you know, in a different form yeah. of way. You know, it's it's, really it's, true. A, it's kind of a breath of fresh air in terms of like getting media out to the people instead of just, you know, hey, there's a live show. Hope you guys enjoy. You know, instead of, yeah. and, you know, now you're just actually you're actually interacting with the fans. You're actually letting them know what's going on in your world and. I feel like, you know, maybe down the line, maybe down the line when, when Cobra and the Lotus or, you know, you yourself just released an album in general, a new album down the road. Mm -hmm. I think this time frame will be really important to know that it was something to remember off of. Like, like, you know, Cobra did this, Cobra did a Patreon in this time span, or this artist did <laughs> this in this time span. This is something that fed off of it. And, you know, it's, it's something to be grateful for. I know it's hard to find like the right words during this. I don't know what, what you call this time in our lives, That's but um, <laughs> it's, it's a, like I said, it's, I would say it's a blessing in disguise for, you know, for someone like well, yourself and it's something to I'll look at going forward. Things. So Thanks. one of the, yeah. So one of the challenges I know that, um, that I didn't actually get to talk to you about last time, maybe we touched on it for a little bit was your battle with Lyme disease and creating mm. awareness for that. Yeah. Um, is this a challenge for you right now as well? Like dealing with that, uh, you know, considering, you know, you know, we're in isolation, I believe, you know, it gives people like us, you know, you know, I have yeah. autoimmune disorders of my own and I'm I at risk. Sure. I'm, I'm at risk. So I can even go out and go into shows is my main thing. And I can't even do that. So, you know, I'm sure like some, for someone like you, it's, I don't know if it's something that you have to stay away from, you know, it's just something you have to just make sure you're healthy. And does it give you time to actually build up your immune system? Yeah. Um, this time has uh, really been wonderful for that. Um, it's interesting to hear that you have an autoimmune disorder as well, uh, just because I think with the way our food is, the way our environment is, with the air we breathe, even down to like plastics that we, we drink and eat from. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, like the amount of toxins that our bodies get burdened with. And through this, I've really been, uh, you know, educated from different doctors and, and dived into several different um, 
articles my whole family has because we've just had yeah yeah stuff going on and um it's crazy you know like uh i really think a lot of the environment of touring is actually opposite of someone that an autoimmune disorder needs which is kind of shitty uh but it definitely got worse again i i started so i got treated um for about a year and a half until the doctor in calgary my my bacteria had grown tenfold because they had grown a resistance to the antibiotics um from taking oral antibiotics twice a day for a year and a half, which also destroys your gut. Oh like, God. Yeah. You know, I, I can, like, I can relate. It's, it's not, uh, it's not. Yeah. Not you know, it's like this, it's like the, it's poison, but it becomes a necessary evil if it gets too bad. So it's, what do you do? And he told me you can go on the, what was the tour we were going to do? It was definitely just before Camelot when I had been a guest with them. So this is 2015. He told me you can go and take um, another antibiotic and it has to be uh, injected into your butt every day, like your butt cheek. Wow. I wouldn't be able to do that at all. <laughs> yeah. And he, and I was like, okay, we ought to look at other solutions. And thankfully my family, they were just amazing. They supported me, um, you know, and, and providing help for me, healthcare, yeah. because I wouldn't have been able to do it. And that's something I, I also hate is that there's so much negligence towards actually healing people still. It's just rampant. I mean, you shouldn't have an autoimmune disorder. We should, we should be taught more. We should also have doctors that stretch a little more. I think like, you know, there's a lot of doctors that are wonderful. There's also a lot of doctors that don't want to, don't want to go behind beyond their box, you know? Um, and uh, a lot of disorders are seen as uh, psychosomatic, you know, especially Lyme. Often yeah. um, there will be a diagnosis like this is in your head, you know, like. That's, um, oh, yeah. I can't tell you how much that's my. Uh, just hearing that in my ears, just it's one of my pet peeves. Like it's all in your head. Oh, it'll all go away. Don't worry. Just, you know, do this and it'll go away. But, oh, you know, no. it's uh, <laughs> you don't really know until you actually experience something yourself. And it's. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, so I uh, I opted for going to the States, getting a medical port, which I have one right now. I have a new one because okay. I was going to get treatment this year again, but um, uh, this happened. So that's why I'm doing this fasting and I've started a new protocol. <laughs> but uh, um yeah, I, I started to get IV treatment and go, it was really aggressive treatment with antibiotics in the IVs, but it was integrative. So they support you with also massive amounts of nutrients and vitamin C and um, all sorts of other things to support the body as it's getting totally like impaled with antibiotics. Yeah. Um, and uh, in between that, I was like doing Camelot stuff. So I was like flying to Europe, did two weeks and, wow. and, yeah, you know, thank God I was falling in love because I think that's what energized me the most. I was I was going to ask like that's around the time when you met Tommy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was and uh I had so many butterflies that I think that's why I was like on my toes, you know, every day. But when I was sleeping, I was just dead. There was no dreaming. You couldn't like I was not moving. I was just and then I wake up in the same position, you know, like um <laughs> But uh yeah, after that, uh, I was showing signs of remission a year later. So we took the port out, and that had been after Prevail 2, I guess. And then um, going into this evolution run, I tested in August, and it had been after already already uh, building the launch quite, quite a lot. And also, as you saw, there was like rebranding going on and stuff. So it was a big project that like I undertook to there was a lot of changes going on and um I uh tested in August before we did that last tour and it showed that the Lyme was coming back and I also had Epstein-Barr but I was still feeling relatively okay but after the tour and just the stress that came with managing a business and managing a band on tour it just um stress man I yeah 
stress did it, is did just, it did it feel like you were carrying on more than you could handle like did you ever feel yeah, like that it did it felt really it totally did and unfortunately also um another thing that happened that didn't happen in the past was my hormones went totally sideways and uh my body <laughs> over the course of like three months um started to uh mimic a woman that was in postmenopause. so i don't i wasn't having the hormones that were normal for a woman my age and that was causing me to have hot flashes um definitely a little bit of uh moodiness like uh just stuff that i didn't recognize because the hormones were really messed up like i have like zero of a lot of things like estrogen and there's a lot of weird stuff that happened. So, um, I've been in the process of trying to reverse that now because one of my main goals for treating Lyme was I wanted to have a healthy baby because they speculated I got Lyme through in vitro from my mom who was infected for a long time. And, uh, I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. Like, because I'll for sure have a really infected child, you know? Mm. And now, um, it's just totally been wiped off the board. Like after, I was done uh, the tour and everything last year. It was like, your hormones won't support you um, handling a pregnancy. And if you get pregnant, it's very highly likely that you'll miscarry. And if you do carry a baby to term, they will probably be on the spectrum or something because of the toxic load and the infection load. So I was just like, holy wow. shit. Like this just, this, that really, you know what? Because I just want to have a family so bad, yeah at some point um and it takes time to get that shit out of your body and under control i was just like okay that's been the biggest wake-up call i think of all and i was just like you know there are some things in my life that just seem like they're signs and signals that are given to me that something is not healthy for you and you know you were saying like i don't know if you've ever been triggered by mold but mold is a really big yeah a really big trigger for a lot of people and they don't even know it and uh, yeah and there is so much mold in these bandwagons for example and our bandwagon was always kind of damp and it didn't have a lot of uh ventilation because one was broken halfway through the fan and um we had a little dog which the dog was so sweet but um I think a lot of uh, a lot of factors rolled into a hot mess of me just you know going backwards in health. Yeah. So you know it's all good. I don't look at any of this as a bad uh, as a bad thing. I look at it as just uh, a time to really uh, figure out what my priorities are. And right now the priority is health. Yeah. You know it's. That's a lot. Uh, you just mentioned about, you know, dealing with health as an it artist. That's a lot. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's the, the, <laughs> um, what I want to, what I want to say is, you know, there are, there are also other artists who, you know, who deal with their immunities, you know, like, and yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's challenging and everything you're telling me, it's like, there's mold on the bus and it, it's like, it's like a, a risk for you to go out and travel and, and do the things you do. And Which isn't that shitty. That's yeah. Just... It's it, you know, and uh, I believe I think it's um, the lead singer of Pearl Jam. I think he has, he also has an autoimmune disorder, which you know it it prevents him from doing everything that he wants to. But he still he still goes goes out and tours. You know, and Pearl Jam is right. one of the the one of the heavy hitters out there. And and it's They'd probably do it safer too. You know. Yeah, and but then there's but then there's also this passion which. That's not yeah. something you can teach somebody, you know, it's, it's something that, that you want to do. Like, you know, artists like you, you know, give me a reason to do what I do. I get to still, you know, oh. talk to people and do my podcasting and, you know, do the interviews. It's, it's a passion that I have. And I think it's a, it's a good, I don't want to say a distraction because I don't want to, I don't want to use this as a distraction. I want to use this as something that you're, it's a passion. Distraction is yeah. something different. You know? I love that. Yeah. So and you've, I mean, you've toured with Def Leppard, James LeBrie, you know, Dave Ellison, <laughs> Kiss, Sebastian Bach. I could go on forever. And, you know, it's it, been it, pretty special. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, that gives you more of the reason to just keep continuing what you're doing because, and you know, 
Tommy Kerbeck from Camelot. That's another, you know, that's another person that you're going to, you know, in the future down the line, you'll be touring with more, you know, it's, you know, and yeah. yeah, yeah. And you guys got engaged in, in June last year. I think it was correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, I wonder how he's dealing with all this, you know, with Camelot, you know, Camelot is also, you know, a well-known band, you know, especially, yeah. especially over out in Europe, you know, and they've toured. I wonder, you know, is, is he doing okay out there too as well? I don't know if it's, I it's asked Canada. him actually, um, you know, I, I can, uh, I can actually, I'm just going to send him a quick text. See if uh, we can just bring him in here. I actually asked him that yesterday. I said, he's been working a ton on Camelot material. He's been writing yeah. a lot and working back and forth with Oliver and um, Sasha and Thomas. And, uh, they're deep into a new album. Like they have a lot of stuff and it's sounding really great. Hey, babe. Hey. Hi. <laughs> hey, did you call me? Yeah, you feel like uh, coming in here for a second or are you morning head? Oh, no, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> did I wake him up? <laughs> No, he's been up for a long time, okay. but he, he's like, didn't do anything, you know, like other than music, he went straight there. So I didn't want to, if his hair is all, you know, he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the like, way, this, I don't know what your sleep schedule is like. Mine's been completely upside down because I've been working from home and it's just not something I'm used to. So today was actually one of the, today was actually one of the first days I was able to actually get up on time, shower, eat and everything. That's awesome. I'm glad, you know, it might take. It might take some time. It's just, it's a big adjustment, you know? Hey there. Hey, Tommy. <laughs> man, it's, uh, man, I can't believe I'm talking to you right now. I'm a huge fan of Camelot. Yeah. I, I actually didn't even know, like, Tommy was, like, right there. <laughs> until, oh, yeah. Until, until you decided to text him. <laughs> We're so, never too far from each other. Yeah. So, so I was going to ask, um, so, by the way, welcome to my show. This is Interview on a Fire, one of my podcasts. I've had Cobra on the show before. Um, so we actually just talked about how you guys are working on a new album, Camelot. You know, I wonder how that's going with you guys. And, you know, is it, is it something that, you know, releasing a new album during this time, it's challenging. So I've already talked to a few artists. Some of them are delaying releases. Some of yeah. them are still sticking to the schedule. You know, I'll, I wonder, you know, what, what is your outlook on what you guys are? And you guys have a pretty amazing back catalog of songs. You know, I'm sure the fan base is probably having a big anticipation on your future releases. Yeah, right now we're just um, taking it as it comes. We're working hard on the album because uh, right. it's, it's not actually not a lot of other things you can do right now. So <laughs> right. in this, in this um, situation, it's actually really, really, we're really blessed that we can still work, you know, because most of the, the stuff we're working, uh, we're working from our home studios in this, in this, um, um, uh, kind of in this uh, process that we're doing it is that we're working in the, our home studios first and then we get together we get together later on to to do something um, you know to record the, the the final the final thing but yeah. for now it doesn't really affect us we, we can still work and um, send files over the internet which is uh, a blessing right now yeah. right right of course and um, we'll see what happens uh, further down the line, you know, as we're wrapping it up. But um, yeah, it doesn't affect us right now. You know, we're, we can still work. Does this uh, pandemic, you know, this is this also goes for you too, Cobra. Um, does it feel like, I feel like you've answered this, Cobra, but uh, Tommy, you can actually uh, chime in on this. Does this pandemic, now that you're home and you're able to actually focus on yourself and everything, does it open new things up for you personally and artistically that you may have not noticed before? For example, for example, I didn't even know I was going to be doing podcasts, you know, like just right. now I've already, I have like 10 people lined up doing podcasts with me and it's something that, that I love. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's, it's basically business as usual. Um, even though, you know, this is the first time that we get to spend more time together uh, as yeah. a couple as well, which is uh, awesome, you know, and then of course I already knew Definitely. I was going to love that, but uh but that's, uh, that's just one of the bonuses that came with this uh, situation that we all had to hunker down, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that is, that is new and that is very exciting. But um, other than that, we're just like the music is, is all we're doing right now or all I'm doing right now. 
So um, uh, actually, one thing that um, that has emerged a little bit more is is the love of just being outside. You know, like <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. We we are fortunate to have the nature on the you know no, around the corner here. So um, uh, we're spending a lot of time outside and and just like doing stuff in the in the in the yard. You know, like stuff like yeah. that. It's Him, been, and my dad have yeah. been doing. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not like something you you plan for. It just happens. No. Like, well, now I'm home. Now I can actually like clean things up. Everything that I wanted right. to do. Like, yeah, I, can't, I love that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm very much an outdoor person, and uh, and just being around this beautiful nature is just that, that's something I I I wasn't anticipating. You know. Are you getting any uh, contacts like from your fans, like just reaching out to you guys, like, hey, how's everything going, or just. Like, have you guys interacted with the fans? You know, uh, Camelot, you and you and the guys in the band, anything like that? Yeah, not as, not as a band, but um, me and Cobra, for example, we had uh, this live uh, uh, live chat with uh, with our fans um, through yeah. Metal Hammer, yeah, Bane, yeah. yeah, and that was amazing because then people could just you know in real time they could ask us questions and see what we're up to and and uh, tell and their they story. See what they're up to, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask, like, I, this is probably like an obvious question. You guys probably have been asked before as a fan, but I'm going to ask because I'm a fan too. Any collaboration with you, two, with you guys <laughs> as far as like a, I don't know, like, a, like an album or something like that, like Tommy and Cobra or something like that? You want to answer? Yeah, we've talked about it a lot. There's uh, definitely some prospects as well for us. Um, there's a label that's interested in, uh, us doing a record together um but i don't know if it's like the style we would like to do so we'll we'll have to uh see right now he's really focused on camelot so it's not the yeah. right time there's actually no time for that yet and we haven't made time i was a little shy to sing with him at first as well <laughs> so it's been getting over fear because he's tommy he's amazing and <laughs> our voices work so differently you know so i was a little scared yeah just just <laughs> bullshit you know like i i um yeah, i know it would be great i know it because she's an amazing singer so it's just that yeah. she she doesn't have you know I, I don't know where that insecurity comes from but uh it'll be just, amazing you know he does these crazy runs all over the place he just pops them off and i'm like if you do that what am i i'm just gonna be uh you know like what's gonna happen it's not it's gonna be not an issue I think I, it's gonna, I would absolutely love it. Mix it with like death metal vocals and like power metal vocals. It was just, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like just both of your, both of your voices just in like this, this album, it would just be, I'm just saying you have an endorser right here and I'll Very make cool. sure well, you thank get you. all the You yeah, know what? Totally it will nice. happen. It yeah. will absolutely happen. Yeah. Uh, it's a matter of time. Maybe even like it's going to happen next year. You know, I think it will come soon. So Tommy, I've, I've asked Cobra this uh, question before. Um, so this will be your, uh, what, what number album will this be for Camelot down the line? Ooh, uh, in, in total or, or with me as a singer? Uh, uh, it, with just Camelot. Camelot, I think, oh, wow, I have to look. But it's, yeah, it's a, that's a, a lot of albums. Discography. Yeah. So have your aspirations as a person, like have it, has it changed since you, when you first started with the band, like to where you are now? Do you see things differently? Yeah, I mean, it's it's of course with every album, album it gets more your baby, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you know, in the first album, you just had to make sure that you just honor the commitment uh, and honor the the back catalog as, as as good as you 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 can, you know. Yeah. And um, just like not make it too big of a difference. So I, I started studied a lot, you know, the the older um songs and and i try to put myself in that position you know like kind of like um uh, put myself in the shoes of who was writing before you know uh, and how how are they thinking about melodies how are they thinking about this uh, style which comes way uh, more natural to me right now than it did in the beginning um, so it's it's uh, it also has evolved a little bit the style is a little bit more in your face and a little bit more modern maybe uh, okay so um yeah i mean it, it feels like i'm more way more involved you know also in the music writing and and uh, 
Yeah, I've done my my own vocal lines and lyrics from the from day one though. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm more involved in the music as well right now. So. I know you can't spoil too much, and I I can already tell you like what should I tell them? It's just like it's like a it's a fine line between there. Can do you know when uh, you may expect like some like a release in the future? Maybe it's some new Camelot it's material. It's gonna be like next year. Next year, okay. But, uh, because it takes, even though if we're done with the album earlier, it, it's a, you know it's a release set already, and uh, it's usually a couple months, like a couple months to half a okay. year later, you know, than than what you would when you, when you're actually finishing the album. But uh, so right. next year, uh, spring or, or or late spring, I would say maybe. Hopefully we'll be mm -hmm. done with all of this before before then, because right now we I don't even know what's going to happen. So, yeah, we don't know anyone. No one knows, right? So, yeah. so um, actually, you know, we'll have to see when the release is. But we're working hard, and we're going to have an album before the end of this year done. Yeah. So, yeah. So as far as like uh, before, I I got a couple of questions. I like this question. This next one. This is for both of you, of course. If you had an artist, okay, this don't say each other because that's because I already know you guys would love to collaborate with each other. If there was an uh, any artist you guys would like to collaborate with that you haven't already, who would that be? No, sir. <laughs> yeah, think about it for a second. Um, hmm. I think. Uh, I'm trying to find this uh, song I'm looking for that was, no, it's not that version. So, um, Catatonia did this song that was with another Swedish artist um, that made this kind of electronic, like dark electronic stuff yeah. behind it. And uh, Christer Linder, that's what his name is. You can look up his song, Soil Song, um, with Christer Linder by Catatonia. Uh, um, and him I, and I, I know that song that they're actually one of my you know they just okay released, did you listen to the new album today it's it's absolutely you know amazing. So, yeah. yeah it's amazing they're one of my um, favorite bands yeah they are they're also we I mean Jonas is his good friend and solid people as well or we know Jonas I don't know about the yeah. rest <laughs> yeah, yeah. but he's great <laughs> um yeah. super cool too awesome yeah uh I would say like it would be really fun. I would love to do a collaboration with someone like Christer Linder, you know, like to sing over some yeah. kind of dark electronic stuff because I'm really into that sound. <laughs> yeah. Or even like, um, <laughs> man, let's just throw Trent Reznor out there. That would be awesome. Man, you know? it's uh, that's crazy you say that. You're probably like the 10th person who told me uh, you would like to work with Trent Reznor. That's crazy. Really? He's a very popular <laughs> name. I'm not surprised you say that. Oh, cool. That's that is a third one. <laughs> the guy from Ours. I can't remember his name. The there's a band called Ours in the States. Okay. He would be like with an with an H or um it's O U R S, like okay, ours. Like ours, okay. Um I'm just gonna find uh Jimmy Neko, and Neko's with a G in front of it. I think it's an Italian name, but Okay. I'm really a big fan of a lot of their music. They're a band that kind of disappeared after a while, but I still find their stuff from the past so cool. So what about you, Dave? Oh, man. It's, it's, uh, hey, you've I had a couple minutes. Like, I've had, and, and it's just like, it's like a hamster wheel with no hamster in it. Right now. <laughs> but, um, it's so many, so many cool artists, though. Like uh, yeah, most, most of them that were my heroes, or um, that I've been listening to, like I started off not as a metalhead at all. I started off as a pop, you know, like uh, listening to pop a lot, uh, and especially Michael Jackson. Oh uh, man! So I would have, I would have, I would pick him. I can't, I can't, you know, yeah. like. But uh, that was would have been my f dream collaboration if I. Man, that would have been something, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson and Camelot. Oof. Yeah. I would love, I would love to see that. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> Um, all right. So, uh, I, well, I, I got it. So I'm going to put uh, Cobra on the hot seat in a second before I do that. It's going to, it's going to be good. You're going to like it. So if you guys weren't musicians, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Oh, right now, for sure. I would be out building shit in the garden. 
<laughs> all the time. Really? Yeah. They'll, you just, wouldn't they'll, they'll just whip stuff up. Oh my God. That's it. I've never, I've never heard this before. <laughs> yeah. This is all news to me. That's awesome. No, we um, just, we, we were building a stone, like a natural stone step out, outside yeah. because we needed to connect a path and uh, it was just, it's hard work, but it's uh, it's just something fulfilling. It's like uh, it's like building, it, making a song or making something that wasn't there before. Mm. Uh, just seeing something shape up, like something really that's an interesting shape. take, huh? Yeah, it's like thought of it that being, way. That's always been something I love, like having an album after after a hard, like a months of hard work, and then saying that this was not here before. And then that. Um, I can tell there's a passion with that because the way you describe that, that took me in a whole different like illustration. I just drew it out in my head. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of passion there. <laughs> I, you know what? I would be something totally different um, completely. I was in school to either go into veterinary medicine or medicine. Okay, wow. A, yeah, I want to be a pediatric oncologist forever. I think that I would have ended up probably being some kind of integrative doctor of some sort. I would have loved to be able to be one of those doctors that are helping people right now. And um, yeah, I look at some of my friends that took that path and they're working and I just admire the work they're doing and how they're putting themselves out there. And yeah, I would have loved doing that. So I would have for sure pursued that. I've even still thought about it. You know, like I've been considering while I'm here, I'm like asking these guys, like my family <laughs> and him, am I too old to go into medicine? <laughs> You know, like it's a long path, but, um, no, yeah, so not at all. Been... You can still, you can still do that. You know, you, uh, you choose your own path, you know, it's like, that's true. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've talked to the lady that put my port in actually, she's like, um, she's the first woman that opened her own clinic sure. that revolved around. This. Yeah. Okay. I gotta oh, take he's this. out. Sasha's calling him. Yeah. All right. Hey, hey, Tommy, whenever you guys, uh, uh, have the new album coming up, let's do an interview. I would love that. Okay. Absolutely. All right, man. Have a good one. Appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. That was awesome. I got to talk to Tommy for a second. Perks uh, of uh, living together. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, keep that keep that whole uh, outdoor working thing on your mind because that's a, that was that was amazing. <laughs> I know it is wonderful though. My dad has really been doing a lot of work too. They've been yeah. doing all of it like every day together, just loving it. They've created paths and if it was okay in Texas, it's brutal. I mean, I don't, it's the only time you can actually even step out without, you know, uh, getting exhausted from the heat is probably like eight o'clock at night. And even, oh. even, even then you can't even like do anything. Cause there's like, there's so I'm many sure. bugs and stuff. Cause this time it's, we get tornado watches, we get rain, we get hail around this time of year. So it's just, oh, it's gross. craziness around here. So wow. you're, you're definitely in a better environment than I am. <laughs> we are. We escaped to a really great place. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Texas had such a, I'm going to have to look into that too. Like, why is the weather so crazy there? Just don't come here during this time. Come at, in the fall or in the winter. You'll be fine. Actually, not. I don't even know if in the winter because it could snow one day. It literally actually snowed one day in January and the next day we had tornadoes. I think it was back and forth. Holy crap. And I remember I, I had a show that night too and uh, I had an interview and uh, they were like, the first thing we talked about was like, is it always like this here in Texas? I'm like, oh wow. yeah, sure, I guess. It'll be like 80 degrees the next day too. But Holy smokes. <laughs> so, tornadoes, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about no, yeah, it's, no, trust me. I, I, it's weird to say this, but I'm used to it at this point, like around this time. It's crazy. Isn't it? I saw that. I like witnessed that in all Oh, of you saw it too. No, yeah. what am I saying? You know? You're like in the middle of that, in October no, like, of all times. The craziest thing to us, like to me and especially Yasha, because we come from a place that does not get tornadoes yeah. um, really at mm -hmm. all. We've seen a funnel once in our life. And it, you know, it didn't come close enough to Calgary, but uh, it was just crazy. We discussed it. We talked about how everyone was so chill. Like there was nothing happening. Everyone was just hanging out on the ground, you know, to live there. They're just like, we're waiting for the show. Like we're waiting for this to happen yeah. again. And we were just like, holy shit, <laughs> there's a tornado back there, you know? Well, do, you remember, do you remember what time, what time did you guys leave Dallas that night? I think we left just after midnight. Okay. You left... You left before I did then. 
Okay. Because it was impossible. It, that was just a crazy day. Anyway, th- this is this is much better. I'm able to actually have a conversation with you. So without having <laughs> the, any like distraction or anything like that. So this is one of my favorite things that I that I did. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna see okay. how well you know your songs. Okay. Oh. I just okay. I just picked random songs. I just picked yeah. random songs, and I'm gonna see if you know them. So I interviewed a couple bands earlier this week, and they're some of them got it, some of them didn't. It, and they're it like surprised them that they got it, and some of them surprised that they didn't get it. So I actually like doing this. So I'm just gonna pick a random. Uh, let's see. So you just Are tell you doing me. Like a deep dive through all the history too. <laughs> I went. I went through your entire discography. I already know your all your songs. So wow. I I tried not to pick the easiest ones. Like some of your favorite ones, I know we mentioned. So I tried to not go that route. So okay, right. I'm gonna start reading, and you just let me know. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I'm just gonna pick a random one. Okay, heaven's crashing down. I see my halo on the ground. If oh, I could turn back water. time. Okay, you already got that. I wanted to start you off on easy note. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. You should get this one. You should get all of them, actually. Fear, fear in his eyes, knowing the end has come. Oh, soldier. And no, okay. All right. This is not going well for me. <laughs> Yes, okay. You gotta go back. All right. You gotta go further back. <laughs> okay. Well, hello, little honey. You ain't a baby no more. Charisma's oh waiting to come God. out and play. Whoa, let's start living. Oh my God. I'm just like, I mean, I know what's out of out of the pit, but I'm like, what freaking song is that? Because it sounds like a lot of them. <laughs> um, you, got, you got that right, though. You got the album right. Whoa. Okay, can you read that again? Yeah. Hey, you said to throw it back, so I threw it back. All right. That's good. You, you got me. Okay. Well, hello, little honey. You ain't a baby no more. Charisma's waiting to come out and play. Whoa, let's start living. Oh. I, should, I, should, I should play the Jeopardy theme. I think I'm going to put that in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I, I recognize the words, and especially the whoa, let's start living. But I'm just like, that's not ride like sugar, because that's whoa, oh, 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 oh. Okay. And is it Ballad of Jane Doe? It's yours. It's yours. I totally forgot about that song. As you were thinking, you were looking up, and the higher you were, I was like, okay, she needs some help. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, I, uh, I haven't listened to that stuff for probably almost a decade, like eight yeah, years. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly well, a little over a decade old. Out of the and uh, they were made like I think it, it's yours was written twelve years ago or thirteen years ago. Wow, that's crazy! Oh, that's oh, yeah. cool. That's cool. Awesome, I got you there. All right, you did. Uh, did I wonder if I? Okay, intoxicating essence of fabricated tale. I barely oh. hold myself back in fear that I may fail. Uh, sanctuary. Yep. Okay. This is my life. Did I already say this one? No, I didn't. Okay. Okay. This is, this has got to be the easiest one. I'm a crooked reflection. I'm a part of your broken <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Just another distortion. Should I even keep reading? Reflection. Mm. This is liar. Circus. Oh, <laughs> circus. Your broken dreams. I should have sang more. <laughs> Just another distortion. <laughs> I, there was a last line in there that said, "Everything here is not what it seems." I and almost, I almost did Thundersmith, but I was like, "No, that's one of your favorite songs. Like, I, that's gonna be too easy." <laughs> yeah, you know me well. Um, okay. <laughs> This is the last. This is the last one. I had. I think this is the last song I picked. Okay, you are on the outside, always looking in, but never asking questions. Could it be you? Could it be that you won't understand that we're both of, we're born of innocence? Uh, you don't know. Yeah, I think you already yeah. knew that before. I, I can't believe I got it. that circus one wrong. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you were like, you were like yeah, it's this. <laughs> oh man. Okay. That's all I got. So that's fun. <laughs> I love that. So hopefully when I get when I get Tommy, I'll be able to at least like confuse because he's he's got a 
I'm sure I'll be able to get him on a few songs there. So. Oh yeah, for sure. But um, so is there anything, lastly, before we wrap it up, anything else you would like to, you know, just say out there for the fans, you know, or just anything else you want to promote? Um, I know we touched on I a lot the, of things. Yeah, we did. I didn't say anything about my podcast. I don't think that was the, another thing I started and I wanted to do for a year now. Yeah. I put it out as a feeler last May that I was starting something called the playlist project. Yep. Um, I wasn't sure what that was going to be yet. My initial thoughts were it was going to be documentary, but you always think you can do a lot more in one year than you really can. And, uh, I just decided this year, you know what, I'm going to just start doing this as a podcast so I can get stories of empowerment, how people are going through adversity out there. That was, that's the main goal for it. But as I told you, um, when we first started, uh, I have just, um, realized that I'm quite amateur in this department and there's a lot of skills that need to be polished before I can put together a decent interview that I can release. So the first podcast hasn't come, but it will come, you know, within the next couple of weeks and that'll be great. It'll be great to just have somewhere to start. Um, and that's what the Patreon's all about is just, uh, just joining me on that process, you know, of fulfilling, um, all these different directions of stuff that I've wanted to do, but haven't had the time or energy to do. And I'm finally doing it. So, um, with that being said, what I really wish for everyone is just good health at this time, that they can find ways to lift their morale as long as you're not, you know, encountering loss and grieving, which is uh, very sad uh, for many people. But if you're not in that spectrum, just not to lose hope that um, societies often through time are often growing even more and there are better things that come after great depressions and hard things like wars and stuff. And yeah. the world is at war with something right now. It's not people, but you know, it's with a virus. And I've seen a lot of the bright parts of humanity really shining through this as well, because people are taking extra measures to actually connect and remember what matters um, and to help each other, you know, feel better and, maintain their spirits throughout this and I think that's amazing I think a lot of superficiality has actually uh backed down quite a bit because and that was really becoming elevated especially with the rise of social media I think um um forgetting the things that really matter has has happened a bit uh in general across the board for many um individuals and um this has really just scraped that away so i i just uh hope people are taking this time as an opportunity like you are to start something that maybe they wanted to do didn't have the time for it's time to start thinking really hard about what you would like to do what you care about in life what you want to get out of life and it's a perfect time to think about those things i don't think I'm not one of those people that thinks this is a time to only Netflix and chill. I really think this is a time to use value valuably and uh, consider um, life for yourself and what really matters. Yeah. So, and maintain better things for yourself coming out of this. So yeah, uh, I, think you yeah, I just want everyone to ahead. just keep a little brightness if they can inside them and try and recognize the little little slivers of humanity and beauty that are happening right now. And hopefully that will help carry them through all this stuff that is really uh, troubling. Yeah. It, everything you said, you know, I agree 1000%. Um, well, Cobra, we are out of time, man. Uh, I hope we do this again <laughs> in the near future. Hopefully we'll be able to do it in person. You know, the reason, you know, usually I do these in person, but podcasts are great if you would like to have me as a as a guest let me know i would love to oh my I, would love, God. I would love that's to do a, that um don't for, yeah, yeah. And, don't, and don't forget guys uh, you can actually listen to this podcast on apple stitcher spotify all the major podcast apps out there cobra her latest album cobra and the lotus uh evolution is out now on napalm records please go ahead and check that out support her on her patreon you're gonna love the uh, material on there and tune into the play, playlist project once it's out. Uh, it'll be a lot of good things in store for us. Thanks, Cobra. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.
What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. It would be greatly appreciated. And we look forward to bringing more guests onto our podcast. And if you have any suggestions on who we should bring next or in the future, please let us know. You can find us at Interview Under Fire's Facebook or Instagram, or you can reach me directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at Interview Under Fire.